0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at soundtalentmedia.com.
1: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?
0: What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Peer Pleasure with Dewey Halpas on Equal Vision Records and Sound Talent Media. I am Dewey, your host with the most, bringing you more great content week after week. This week, we have one of the first in-person interviews I've done at the studio since COVID, and it's one of my uh, good friends, Ryan Neighbors. He used to play in a band called uh, the Shepherds of Ontario. He also was the keyboard player in Portugal, The Man, when they signed their major label deal. And before that, he was, he rode from uh, through several records before that, after that, and then uh, broke off to start his own group, Hustle and Drone. And he's got a new band that is blowing my mind called Help uh, on socials. I believe it's Help. I fucking need it. Um, they are incredibly angular and uh, focused and just heavy and driving like they, they they just have a great live show. They have a great sound and it's just really pure music. And I've really been digging on this band. So go check out Help. Um, they're on Spotify. They're everywhere. They just put out a new record. Um, they're going to be all over the place very soon. They are doing. Uh, they just got off tour with uh, Red Fang. And uh, having Ryan come down to the studio was awesome because we were supposed to do this, you know, a year and a half or two years ago. Um, so I'm glad we waited because he has this new band, and uh, they're fucking fantastic. So go check out Help. Go check out uh, Hustle & Drone. Go check out those uh, earlier Portugal and Man records as well that he's on, In the Mountain, In the Cloud, and Censored Colors, and, and just uh, he's all over the place. And we had a fun chat, which also went all over the place, which it always does. So let's get some business out of the way, and we'll jump right in. So peerpleasurepodcast.com is the website. Peerpleasurepod at gmail.com is the website, or is the email if you want to get in touch with me uh, with questions or guest ideas or, or comments, anything like that. Uh, We also have the Peer Pleasure Podcast Inner Circle Facebook group, as well as the premium service. If you want to support the show, you can go subscribe to that, and that gets you the videos of the old episodes. It also gets you the ad-free feed and the Passcast, which is another podcast I do with other podcasters about their favorite episodes of the show, and we do like a deep dive. So go check that out. Uh, And give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and a rating on Spotify if you're listening on one of those. Uh, That definitely helps out with the algorithm. It helps legitimize the show. Um, it's just a—it's just a good thing to do, and it's a free way to support the show. And if you like it, uh, I definitely ask you to do that. All right, let's jump into this conversation with my good friend Ryan Neighbors from Help.
1: Here we are let me give me a check there check check dewey help us there it is ryan neighbors reporting for duty sweet reporting for dewey reporting for Duty.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's been nice catching up a little bit
1: yes it has been off
0: air off air shenanigans
1: yeah off the record yeah some fucked up shit yeah you know there's always fucked up shit man yeah there is that's certainly. the worry
0: with this one when i if i'm doing online i just have press record when i answer or someone answers the zoom or whatever. It's just ten minutes in. Are we going?
1: Yeah. Yeah, because right now we're <laughs> going. Right? Yeah. We're okay. going. It's yeah. on.
0: The red lights on. We're forty one seconds in.
1: Crazy. It's been a crazy forty one seconds. Dude,
0: thank you for thank you for doing this.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh it's nice to finally do it. Mm-hmm. I'll just we'll just get this out of the way. We had a few tentative times we were trying to do it, and I dropped the ball. Uh, so did I. One was a blazer game. One was a not feeling well, mm-hmm. but then you weren't feeling then well last feeling
0: week. I canceled three <laughs> episodes because I, I do these on Thursdays and I had them all lined out and I couldn't talk at all. I'm at work. They're like, what the hell is wrong with you? I'm like, I had a cold like for four days before that. So I was feeling way better. But when I get a cold, everything's fine. Stuffy nose, headache, all that stuff. I can deal with that. Everything's fine with my voice. When it's done, everything goes to my chest, and my voice just goes to 12-year-old hitting puberty. Uh It was awful. I was like, there's no way I'm going to put out three weeks' worth of episodes sounding like
1: this. No.
0: So I just, all all gone. So I was like, well, now I'm going to have to cancel. God damn it. I was thinking this was cursed. Oh, us getting together? Yeah, it's happened with a lot of people.
1: Oh. And then years later, it just comes around. Well, the good good news is hopefully those people who canceled years later, they've done cool shit in those years. So there's more stuff to talk about. Absolutely. (laughs) That's exactly
0: what's happened with you. And that's where I'm glad it's happening now. That's just changed the name of the show to that. I'm glad it's happening now. Podcast. (laughs) Because it's it's literally happened, I don't know, 20 times. Or it's just been crazy. Uh, Cody from the Blood Brothers took four years. Four years. Wow. And when we did it, there was tons of shit to talk about that's great that he uh, he'd been through all sorts of shits uh but dude your your band help as i was telling you off air is incredible and i remember when i first heard it i was just like i was shocked for one because you and i we know each other somewhat in like different circles and i believe it was were you part of the shepherds of ontario
1: I was a part of the Shepherds of Ontario, yes. Okay,
0: that's when I left
1: Portugal the Man.
0: And John was recruiting you, and who was your partner?
1: Uh, there's two other guys in the Shepherds of Ontario. But there's only
0: two of you he was going to bring on board,
1: right? All three of us came. All three? Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, I didn't know that.
1: We did a summer tour mm-hmm. where the Shepherds were Portugal the Man's backing band. Okay. So I was playing keys. Kirk, who I started hustling drone with, Kirk was playing percussion. Okay. and matt was playing guitar
0: okay perfect because mm-hmm. we were living with zach's little brother uh in between touring and that that was what, so he's like okay cool so you're leaving i'm gonna bring these guys on and he was talking about it for a really long time like two tours mm-hmm. and then the shepherds of ontario guys are gonna come on board like he was just like easing us into this and uh yeah it was a huge transitional point point. and then uh so that's how i first met you yeah and it was at that house, right? Yeah, it was at the house. We had just come back from tour, we we're just leaving for tour, and you guys were there. Maybe we were just coming back. I don't remember. Anyway, um, but that that was the first time. And then, you know, shows here and there, bands you did Hustle and Drone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which that I think that's why I didn't I didn't know your musical background, and I didn't know uh, I'm trying to think of the word, like your musical pedigree. Like the the, I had no idea what to go off of. So hustle and drone, was awesome. And I was like, this is great. When help came out, I was like, what is this? Yeah, it's not like it was it's not similar. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it was so good. And and, uh, you can tell when people are phoning it in, and you guys are not phoning it in. Like there's bands that try to do that. When I say try to do that try to be themselves right in quotes like to Mm -hmm. oh we're just going to be free spirits and do what we want and play this super like angular music and like but it's not who they are
1: right Mm -hmm.
0: like every band that tries to be fugazi right there's not gonna be another fugazi
1: no there's not
0: (laughs) but what you guys are doing is so interesting i mean it's simple in parts it's complex in parts all the spirit is there and that's what i first saw and felt was that spirit behind it and i was
1: like you did it like you found it uh, i feel i appreciate where that. you belong when we first had our first we talked about starting the band for like a year before we actually had a practice and uh our original bass player was boone howard uh-huh we are like i don't we don't even know who's gonna sing yet because we hadn't figured <laughs> it out and uh well i bim and boone didn't know that i could shout Mm-hmm. our first practice, I just started shouting and they were like, okay, that's going to work. See, that's one thing about you. I've always liked is your voice
0: does not match.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: you and it's, I don't mean that in a weird way, but your <laughs> voice is like broadcast ready, like deep voice. Mm-hmm. It's just, it it's always struck me as like unique about you. Oh,
1: thank you. dude. Because
0: you'd expect it to come from a very large man with that timbre. And so hearing it, vocally in that in that realm was also awesome i appreciate I feel, that i feel like chris probably remember when you did that so i look like i'd
1: have a high voice
0: not a high voice but not a voice like <laughs> your voice matches mine and i'm three times your size true that's where it gets me and it's something i've always because there a lot of time goes in between me seeing you so when i see you again and we're talking i'm always still like oh yeah all right okay it takes me a second <laughs> And I, I really like that. And um, I always try to notice these things about people, you know, weird, weird little things. that helps me like
1: Inter- interesting anecdotes. Yeah,
0: maybe. Yeah. Or just just characteristics and things like mm-hmm. that, you know, that make people unique. I think it makes you unique in a big way. Thank you, you, just, you. If you're talking to you on the phone and then we're walking down the street and walk past each other, I would not say oh, I was just talking to that guy.
1: You know, what I mean, has sure. anyone ever told you that before? I mean, I understand that I, I have a, low, a monotone, very boring sounding voice. That's low, is what I've heard. Really yeah. boring, at least on the phone. Yeah. Oh,
0: huh. are you talking about boring things?
1: Not, not <laughs> n- maybe. I'm like, well, I was cleaning my bathroom earlier, yeah. and I saw a pube. <laughs> you should Get into audiobooks.
0: <laughs> that's, that's what you should I do. Should. Is get into audiobooks yeah. or broadcasting
1: or podcasting. I think I'm getting into podcasting right now. Yeah, so. you are. Man, so tell me,
0: tell me, talking about this band for a year before it started, what actually started it? Like, what actually took it from an idea to
1: making it happen? Um, good question. Uh, so the three of us were at a Mets show at Mississippi Studios. Mm-hmm. Myself, Boone, and Bim. Uh, Boone of the We Shared Milk and the Boone Howard Band, and Bim Ditson of And And And. Uh, We were watching this Mets show and we're like, man, this shit rocks. And we all used to play punk rock. Not, you know, not that Mets is punk rock, but we all used to be in kind of unhinged loud bands. And Mm. we're like, man, we should do something like this. It was just the three of us. We're like, yeah, let's do it. And like once a month, we'd be like, we're still doing it, right? Like, yeah, let's do it. And it just came down to finally saying, okay, let's do it. Also, because we've told a bunch of people that we have this new <laughs> punk fan and we haven't done anything yet, so let's uh, put our money where our mouth is and uh, write a song. What song was it? It was Help. Help was the, the first song, okay. the one minute th- themes we called mm-hmm. the theme song. Uh, and that's yeah. It's Pennies on the ground was the second song we wrote. Okay, and it just it was it was a slow burn. We were figuring out how it was supposed to work i'm not very good at guitar i make it work in this band but i like i've never practiced guitar you know uh we all had different reference points so we had this one infamous practice where we just listened to like 10 of our favorite heavy songs mm-hmm. and then went into the practice space and were like all right let's figure something out and it was absolutely fucking awful do you remember some of those songs yeah one was uh territorial pissings by nirvana uh-huh. i believe i put on uh cecilia and the silhouette saloon by the blood brothers My favorite blood brothers song. uh bim listens to a lot of crass there's a fugazi in there somewhere but regardless we didn't say here's one great song to go off of let's take some things from this we said Here's 10 great songs to go off of. Let's take some things from all of these. And then we went and picked up our instruments, and it was terrible. And we are like, okay, from now on, if someone has a great idea, let's go off that person's idea, mm-hmm. and not all three of us start playing our great ideas at the same time. And then we figured it out. Yeah. So a few of the songs came from the three of us jamming, but a lot of the songs came from me writing a demo with – just like electronic drums and I just turned the crunch way up. So it Mm -hmm. sounded brutal and then interesting. That's how we did it.
0: Yeah. The the funny thing about that, like heaviest songs, none of those songs you mentioned are metal. Well, we're not a metal. band. I know. But when you say, when you think heavy music, it's usually metal for most people, but what you're talking about is heavy songs that actually feel heavy. Absolutely. Because of the, the subject matter, the feel, like it's easy to write it it's not easy to write metal music but it's easy to be heavy right to the untrained ear with metal right but i love that all the songs you mentioned were not from that ilk right no, like no, no, it no. was
1: the heavy i don't listen. i don't really listen to metal yeah I have a lot of friends in metal and i enjoy it but it's got to be if i have a reference song it's usually something that means a lot to me not mm-hmm. just well that's a cool riff but like oh the song changed my life when I was 16. Yeah. Let's try to do that to somebody else. Dude. So the
0: one thing I'm as I get older that I'm really appreciating about music, certain music is the
1: space in between. Like the the it's my favorite Dave Matthews song. <laughs>
0: the space between. Um, <laughs> oh my god. That's fantastic. Thank that you. I have that's never been referenced on here before. Um but the space, like like utilizing space to make something bigger, heavier, more impactful, is something I'm really appreciating now, and kind of looking for. And that's one thing I like about what you're doing too. Is there's tons going on, but there's tons of space and air that really lets things like soak in, and there and and uh, I really I really like that. It makes everything so much heavier, and I think people are afraid to do that. They want to cram. I know I will feel
1: too naked. Yeah. It's like doubling your vocals or doubling your guitar part, Mm -hmm. which, you know, we double our guitar parts on these recordings. But yeah, being afraid of space. Yeah.
0: I used to put an amp on both sides of the stage so I could fill the stage with sound. And I was writing so frantically to fill everything with one guitar player. Mm -hmm. I, dude, I I really regret doing that because it's the complete opposite. It gets the opposite result. When you're trying to be heavier, doing it that
1: way. Yeah. Throwing too much in. We work with a great producer. His name's Sonny DePerry. I met him when I was 23, doing In the Mountain in the Cloud with Portugal the Man. He's worked with Mm -hmm. a bunch of rad artists, but he also loves making heavy music, not just major label records. Yeah. Uh, But he's on Proto Martyr and My Bloody Valentine and Mm -hmm. Animal Collective and. He and I are tight. He's done all the hustling around stuff as well. When I started help, and sent him a small video of us playing in the basement, he was like, "When are we doing the record?" Mm-hmm. So, Bim and I actually just had a, a FaceTime meeting with him last night about how the next one needs to be, and it was productive. Yeah, let's just say we talked a bit about corn. I'm you know? seeing them tomorrow night. They're playing tomorrow night. Yeah, where? At the amphitheater in uh. Uh, up the road. Sweet, yeah. I'll be at blood incantation and yep. full of help. Yes, you will.
0: <laughs> Me and my wife will be at corn. <laughs> That's
1: awesome. <laughs> yeah, the guestless
0: spot came through, and I'm like, "All right, we'll go." It's gonna be. It's gonna be cool. I've. I've. Uh, I was a huge corn fan on the first two records. Yeah. When I was younger, and I've got a newfound appreciation for that band, uh but I've only seen them live once. So was it when you were younger? No. No. Oh. Two thousand right before COVID.
1: yeah oh.
0: Uh, at the Motor Center very cool yeah so we'll go see that tomorrow night and then uh but yeah I, I when I think about and we can jump off this at any time as well but when I think about help in my head I see a tire yeah I see a banner with uh George Bush and the Twin Towers I see rarely shirts uh it's usually shirtless and just chaos Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i love i just the aesthetic behind it is is really really good i feel like i'm watching a band on
1: sst what do you like what do you like the most the tire george bush or the shirtless boys and the shirtless (laughs)
0: boys (laughs) uh no that i love the tire and i'm guessing the tire is there to hold the kick drum in place the tire
1: is was really what we used to hold the kick drum in place in practice when we first started. Uh, now we just like it. And if we play a show without the tire, I'm like, this feels weird. Yeah. Where's our fifth beetle. Exactly. The tire's gone. Exactly. Yeah, it doesn't work. It's yeah. there. I've
0: seen so many different iterations of people holding the kick drum in place. People putting, uh, uh, shackles in carpet uh-huh. and then putting the legs through there. Yep. yep. Uh, I mean it, countless things, I watched John Theodore with the Mars Volta those yep. first shows at the Meow Meow. His drum set just kept falling apart.
1: They played so they one of just their first shows at the Meow Meow. The
0: Meow Meow. Wow. The first time in Portland, it was crazy.
1: But have John you heard Theodore the new Mars
0: Volta single? I have. I like it a lot. It is really good. It's not what I was expecting. It's a popper, and I appreciated that though. It's really cool to yeah. come back with something completely different. Yeah, I thought that, I thought it was a great song, or I think it is a great song. Yeah, it's it's really good, and they've lived a lot of life in between. Mm-hmm disbanding a little bit and then um coming back some weird i was here in scientology stuff and like oh something about cedric cedric's wife was in the danny masterson victims oh okay from that 70s show and then like people were poisoning their dogs like throwing poison in the yard stuff wow. like that he's, he's very active on instagram talking about this and i did not know he was getting into that but what i I guess this is all gossip but what i was hearing was that he got further into that and that pushed the band away and that's what caused the hiatus he got
1: further into poisoning dogs or scientology Scientology. okay
0: when they fought back against the the because scientology was defending masterson oh and so they left the church and then the weird people showing up at your house and taking your picture kind of stuff i guess they lost a dog or two to like, oh, they ingested poison or something. I'm, I'm remembering this on okay. Instagram. That's too it's bad. It's not fact as, as far as I know.
1: But. I had a nice Uber driver the other day, this nice older woman. Uh, very sweet. I told her I worked in child care. I work in child care. Mm-hmm. She's like, that's so great. And then she gave me a nice pamphlet when I was getting out of the car. Said we also have education kits for educators. If you would like to scan the QR code, R code we can send you some. But it was a scientology pamphlet so interesting yeah very interesting. i've never seen uh this is the first time i've had an uber driver push anything on me i
0: wonder if you could get fired from uber for doing that i wonder what the rules are for this
1: she's a very sweet old lady so i would never do that yeah but,
0: but i wonder i wonder if she gets comments like that uh we got 10 comments so you passed out religious yeah material. i should see how
1: many stars
0: I should audit soon. No, I I uh, I always drive past that building downtown and just kind of look at it and just think about. Because I don't know anything from anyone on on Scientology. I'm not mm-hmm. in it. I've never been in it. But from what I've seen, it just seems very strange. And so I just kind of drive by and like, there's a whole building for this, like, and there's people going in and out of there all the time. I'm like, I mean, there's a lot of people involved.
1: Yeah, it's very interesting.
0: It's very interesting. Um. It makes me think, though, like, this is a weird tie-in, but when I go to, when you go to a big show, like a corn show or something, and you watch the front man or front woman or whoever, they could say anything they want into that microphone and everyone cheers. Like, how are you motherfuckers tonight? I'm a motherfucker. Like, Mm -hmm. that blind fall like that blind i'm uh, so
1: blind yes, d-
0: yeah. dude there you go we tying it together <laughs> uh <laughs> tying it together but that power they have because people like who the what they do maybe not who they are but what they do how easy it is to control a crowd of people like that and then mm-hmm. i watch one of those scientology videos and everyone's just like yeah, yeah. same kind of thing
1: yeah. it's a strange power or just large organized religion
0: in general yeah but it's all that gathering all that stuff like it's all the the power of numbers kind of stuff it's just weird you we can go on all tangent on that but it's something you see when you have a crowd in the palm of your hand you know like it's it's a weird feeling and to live that way yeah. like that's your life you know you see them outside of that they're kind of weird but once they're in that room where everyone's there for them it's it's on another corn song
1: um i really like i really enjoy the sect of christianity where they you know where the pastor will touch you uh uh-huh and suck the sin out of you and then they fall they fall to the ground and start speaking in convolting yeah so
0: you mentioned talking about christian punk bands
1: Uh uh-huh yeah off air did you grow up religious? I grew up very religious, yes. What
0: what denomination?
1: Is was evangelical Christian. Okay. I was um, Mormon. Oh, very nice. So, or maybe very not so it, nice. It but, not sorry, but very nice. I mean, like, oh, cool, yeah, I can relate yeah. to you to yeah. a certain extent. Now I totally, this question is interrupting you, but no, were there Mormon about. punk bands? Or did you just default to Christian punk bands? Christian punk bands. Okay.
0: <laughs> I don't know of any more. I know uh bachman turner overdrive mormons the killers are mormons right but they're not their genre isn't mormon band correct yeah but they are and i still find that strange but no mormon punk bands that i can that i can think of uh but there was tons of christian punk bands and that's where we ended up getting involved with a lot of bands up in alaska very cool what was your experience growing up as an en- evangelical christian uh, how long until you started questioning it i guess excuse me we're Sorry, I had a Little
1: burp there uh i once i was a freshman in high school and started meeting more people than my clique growing up mm-hmm. that's when i started hanging out with so i was a punk wearing you know mxpx hoodies and stuff like that and then i started meeting the other punks like dead Kennedys and misfits and Mm -hmm. stuff like that and who were not shy about saying by the way uh Christianity is stupid and it is incorrect but we still like you they weren't being mean to me Mm -hmm. or you know it was bullying out of love it was tough love tough love you know and started to you know listen to them and pay more attention but it's not like they specifically changed my mind i just started seeing holes in in the logic and realizing that faith as a reason for uh, directing your entire life didn't make much sense to me Mm -hmm. so when i was 16 i sat down with my parents and i said i'm not a christian anymore instead of just pretending to be one I saw to go to church but I was like this isn't for me wasn't an easy conversation to have it didn't go well necessarily but it was important for me to be honest about it and just say you know this doesn't align with my beliefs I don't really know what I believe but it's not this Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that was kind of the start of it when I realized there's a band better than MXPX I couldn't believe it can you guess who it was i cannot no effects okay and then Perfect. a few years later i heard radiohead and i was like there's two bands better than mxpx <laughs> fuck me this is insane but yeah that's kind of what started all that okay. and i never uh never really looked back but uh still have a lot of respect for christian bands that got me into a certain scene and into mm-hmm. a certain kind of music and sometimes i'll go back and listen and be like was this good often <laughs> more times <laughs> i will say no it wasn't but <laughs> when of course we've got our me without use yeah and our Zayos. Where yes you're like this was good dude i still love zeo a
0: lot their their latest record was really good uh what do you think of craig's brother
1: I have a Craig's brother CD in my van that which which one lost at sea yeah okay a couple good songs talking
0: about the in the lyrical content talking about a girl laying on a beach partially uncovered and I I laugh every time I hear that song so I'm like (laughs) that's what you're singing about like okay uh but they had some good so like they were they were the thing was they were versions of like they were the lag wagon like the Christian lag wagon Mm mm-hmm and so if you couldn't listen to Lagwagon, you listen to. I didn't brother, even know who
1: Lagwa- Lagwagon was, so yeah. it didn't matter, you know. But then you listen to, you are like, "That's exactly what this is." Yeah, yeah, like a different version. And then you get, and then you get your Tony Hawks when you are younger, uh-huh. and you are like, "Hmm, this is interesting music. I kind of like this." Yeah. All right, Goldfinger. Dewey and I have a friend with a Goldfinger tattoo. Yes, we do. And he has been asked if it stood for gang fucker.
0: Wow. Yeah. He's like, it's Flaming Dice with a GF. Does this stand for gang fucker? Who asked no, me that? No, it was at or... a Goldfinger show. <laughs> at a Goldfinger? That makes no sense. Here's the, here's the thing. Okay, <clears throat> first show we saw when we got down here we moved from Alaska was Goldfinger, Bloodhound Gang, and a band called A, which had a guy named Daniel P. Carter, who's now a BBC radio host and a podcaster. He's got a great show. Oh, okay. But I did not know at the time. I think he played bass. A was just the letter A, A, the letter A or E H. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) A. Uh, They were actually pretty good live. I don't. I never got the record, but uh, Joe. So John Feldman calls everyone up on stage. This was at the Roseland. We all get on stage, and I don't know how to describe this without video, but Joe put his leg on the monitor because he's wearing shorts. Put his leg up on the monitor so his gang fucker tattoo is showing. And just did like, he took his hand with his finger out and just went like that, like pointed out like, yes, to the tattoo, to the crowd that was still in the crowd. One of the lamest things I've ever seen. But at the time, it was the coolest thing I've ever seen Uh because we weren't really, we'd been doing shows on our own for a long time. We did not know how the professional music community works. Uh It was so weak, but it was so awesome at the time. Now we joke about it a lot because it was so dumb. I wish I'd heard that story. (sighs) Second only to him, guitar teching for Circus Survive, and tuning Collins or Brendan's guitar wrong, so the first note of the first song just goes like the complete wrong note, and someone audibly from the audience said, "I think it was sick, sick, uh, sick chord, bro, or something like that." so that
1: became like joe's nickname was that the first show of sweet that cord tour? bro sweet cord bro was that, that was the was first a, show of that tour or yeah it, did, it, was, a, it, it was like
0: <laughs> it was so fucking hilarious to, to hear this story and just hear the person i talked to colin about this and he tell me about the sweet cord bro or whatever and that was the story and yeah completely wrong that's hilarious and just started the whole thing out like this is <laughs> what's going to happen now uh anyways Joe Simon from Anatomy of a Ghost. uh,
1: Turbo Perfecto. Turbo Perfecto. Well, let's not forget to mention Dr. Uh, Helicopter. Dr. Doc Chop. That's that's, uh, the Shepherds of Ontario. Played a couple shows with Doc Chop, and we were stoked. It was a good band. We went to a house party they were playing at. I grew up with Paul Seeley of the Builders and the Butchers, Mm -hmm. so he invited me to a party, and Dr. Helicopter played. Me and my Shepherds bandmates contact shepherds of ontario was my high school band and then we moved up to portland when we were 19 to pursue careers in music yeah but we saw dr helicopter and we we're just like what the fuck? this is so fucking cool except for the harmonica sorry wes the harmonica <laughs>
0: and the solos i will say this joe joe and and he knows this i've told this to him to his face but he's tone deaf so his solos just kind of go wherever and don't necessarily match no the they music. Don't, but it doesn't matter exactly because he rocks he sells it
1: mm-hmm.
0: i've told him that like like dude i don't know what you're doing up there but like and i love that band mm-hmm. but yeah it's it's super like wes is super like the voices he uses and stuff he's like a theatrical performer yeah it's awesome. all these things i never knew any of these guys could do because we were all in this screamo band mm-hmm. with no expression whatsoever (laughs) like it's like (laughs) how how are we gonna make this song like that song and what are people gonna think of this and then wait a minute you can you can do this and you can do that this is all like when we are wolves came out yeah i'm just standing there watching joe play Like i didn't know you could play guitar like that blew my mind but this is what's weird too so like guys like you that grew up in portland here like we didn't grow up in portland so the people we start to meet and be around that are from here and grew up with these people and kind of like come into this scene. It oh, I actually grew up cool... in Salem, just so you know. Salem, but... okay, but Oregon. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not Alaska, where most of us were from. Yes. Um, I was born in Longview, so I'm not even technically in Alaska. I'm mm. six months old. I moved to Alaska.
1: Oh jeez if that matters that's six Wasn't months old your born. beard grew out yes to, yes. to Alaska
0: <laughs> bathing in a bucket and all that <laughs> and shit you
1: tried to murder one of your friends yeah oh, classic gosh. Alaskan sorry that's guys. really
0: classic Alaskan. <laughs> I that's what's weird is that's what I mean we're laughing but that is exactly what happens
1: yeah the first time I went up there to practice with Portugal the man uh Zach was like yeah there was a crazy shooting at this camp out last weekend and this guy was just like ran over a bunch of tents and we're kind of like yeah okay zach sure mm-hmm. stop at a burger king one of his buddies is like zach check it out i got shot in the leg and like shows him the wound yeah zach and john have tons i'm sure you do too but tons of psycho alaskan stories where i'm like mm-hmm. you're lucky you survived there was roads up like the pitman
0: rallyers and like i the, heard about the, all
1: this yeah
0: there was roads you just didn't go down or like you it was weird it was like snatch or whatever that movie is with the gypsies mm-hmm. it was like that yeah like these caravans or whatever like it wasn't caravans but it's similar like these little groups of people yeah that were so fucking crazy it, i don't think people realize like the, we're in north portland right now and shit goes down mm-hmm but not in the savage nature it does up there. Very different. Like, you can just roll up and shoot somebody or roll up and, you know, like, kick someone's ass. But, like, they go beyond. I
1: heard you in Alaska, you get arrested if you're driving sober.
0: <laughs> I mean, there's people that, that go out. I mean, it's just, it's brutal. Yeah. It's so cold. Like, they'll peel people off the bar in the morning. That froze to death the night before cause they blacked out drunk in front of the bar and froze to death. Like they're just like
1: like an outside bar,
0: like outside of the bar. Like they leave oh. the bar and they sit down on the front and like pass out and don't wake up. Like That's not or they're drinking listerine fun. in a in a Walmart to get mm-hmm. drunk. Like and then yeah, all the friends, our friends from high school that are in jail forever for murder. There's several, mm-hmm. and you do not see that coming a lot of the time.
1: It's shocking unbelievably shocking it's up there for uh boone the original bass player of help's wedding last Is Boone summer. from alaska yeah he's from Talkeetna. No.
0: how did i never i didn't know this i i've
1: probably i think just I've met him he's once or twice much younger than the rest of the alaska crew and you uh, okay. probably met him when at, at some point he and i would just be palling around all the time so a lot of people i think thought he was a salem kid or something like that okay yeah i had no idea I from up, okay. i was up there for his wedding and we went to a bar in talkeetna what's the bar in talkeetna i don't
0: uh the dirt there's the the dirty dog uh or excuse me talkeetna
1: it wasn't the dirty dog a
0: saloon there's uh fuck
1: i forget what it's, it's called
0: 15 minutes from my house in
1: Wasilla. i don't remember but we were there it was a crew of you know dudes in skinny jeans and definitely this guy it's like, what are you doing in my town? Like, oh, we're here for a wedding. And he was just asking, if, asking us if we were Antifa, because we said we were from Portland. and <laughs> It was very funny. It was very funny. Antifa. But at some point, I was like, I think we might be stabbed. It could happen. Talkeetan is a weird spot.
0: Like, that's where people go from here that want to not be found. And there's no electricity up in those hills there, and you're just living in these little cabins or tents. Mm-hmm. and no one knows who you are and no one cares yeah because they just they know you're there to escape to escape yeah and it's really easy to do Talkeeton is a, an interesting place it is we would drive past it we would never really stay there we camped there once but we would just drive through it and keep going because that's yeah one of those weird plot that yeah it's so much different than down here but down here i mean it's it's uh yeah, you you're not going to get the savagery and the the like the what the fuck stories, really. Unless it's something
1: not in the same way. There's there's what the fuck stories, but it's it's expected. because mm-hmm. Cuz you're used to Portland. Yeah. But yeah, if you go and visit up there, it's just it's a different world. Did you spend a lot of time up there? Yeah. When I was in Portugal the man we'd play I mean, every December we went up there for like, it wasn't a Christmas show, mm-hmm. but because the other, the guys who were from there, they'd go home for the holidays. So there would be a show up there. Yeah. So we'd play two shows, uh, two or three shows up there in the winter, which was also crazy being up there in the winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I went, I went there one to two times a year for at least a week for five years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, pretty fun. Yeah. Got to do the sled dogs with the gorlies. Mm-hmm. That was fun.
0: It's super, yeah, his, his parents done the Iditarod. It's
1: mm-hmm, crazy. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah,
0: I miss it up there a lot, but I don't... Uh, do you,
1: Are your folks still up there? No,
0: my dad passed in 2019, but they moved to Renton, Washington. Mm. They've been there since 2005, so I have not had a reason to go back in a long time. And Fair. I miss it, but I'm so disconnected from it now.
1: You should just go to interview do. some Pittman Ralliers and put together a whole <laughs> they're different they're still thing. around... <laughs>
0: Our our friend's dad worked for the prison up there Uh and he would come in and speak to our class and tell us what's going on with, you know, you know, like a scared straight kind of thing because everyone knew him and knew he was telling the truth. Like he sees this shit all the time. Right. And uh, yeah, I don't know who got on that tangent, but yeah, Alaska's fucked up. Yeah.
1: Mm hmm. Seems like it. Yeah. Yeah. Did
0: you did you ever play the Sullivan Arena up there on one of those December shows? Or was it always like the Egan Center? Egan. Egan Center.
1: And a lot of uh, Club Millennium. Club Millennium. I think that
0: was that was not there when I lived there it still.
1: In all ages, not a very cool place. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then the Matsu Resort. Mm. You played the Matsu Resort? Multiple times, yeah. Are you serious? It was yeah. like a steakhouse. Well, it was also a cool show. <laughs> well, I think it, it was like 7 minutes from zach's mom's house. So, yeah. But yeah, we played the Matsu a lot. Yeah. I lived I lived a couple minutes down the road from there. Ah, very cool. Down a big giant hill to the lake
0: and then yeah. Interesting. Portugal the man at the Matsu resort.
1: I was wondering if during this interview we'd have a moment for me to tell a very funny joke that I made up. Absolutely. That I think the world needs to hear. Because it's so funny. Go for it. Are you ready for it? I'm ready for it. Okay. So you know who Gene Simmons and Gene Wilder are, of course. Yes. Okay. So Gene Simmons and Gene Wilder are hanging out Mm -hmm. in their apartment in L.A. They live together. Okay. And they decide they want to go out and meet some chicks, Mm -hmm. as you do when you're Gene Simmons and Gene Wilder.
0: Okay. So
1: Gene and Gene want to pre-funk a little bit. As you do, Mm -hmm. for those of you who don't know, pre-funking is drinking before you go out. So Gene Simmons and Gene Wilder, they share a bottle of Jack Daniels, and they actually split a joint, too. So they're baked, and they're drunk. okay? And they start walking to this club nearby that they know has the hottest chicks. So uh, Gene Simmons and Gene Wilder. They're in line for a while and they finally get to the front door and the bouncer says, I'm sorry, fellas. I can't let you in. We have a very strict dress code. No high waisted jeans. (laughs) So I'm thinking I could tell that joke on like Conan O'Brien or something. Maybe with an animation of the two of them hanging out.
0: <laughs> there, there's there's so many things that don't work with that joke in reality.
1: And like that so they would be living in an apartment together? There's nothing that doesn't work about it. Well, Gene Wilder's dead. Gene
0: Simmons well, is married. Gene Simmons is also straight edge. Not straight edge as oh, the term. Oh, you're going full drink, on reality here. He doesn't here. drink or smoke or he's adamantly against it think people are idiots and that's why they don't survive That's probably
1: uh, why i got so fucked up so that's why i started <laughs> laughing in the
0: first place in the beginning so i was like okay this is absurd if you know either of these people's lives which hopefully people so <laughs> ruin everything. uh i just heard a podcast with gene simmons on dean del rey's podcast and it was he he went off like 10 minutes about like That's why he's still where he is because he didn't drink and smoke or any of that stuff. He never even did back in the day. He's never even tasted it.
1: Wow. Uh, He's tasted a lot of other stuff. He sure has. That makes up for it.
0: But the joke itself is hilarious. Thank you, Dewey. It's it's really good. (laughs) (laughs) I wasted cheats. Oh fuck. Uh, How did you come up with that? Just like what made you think of
1: that? I heard like that took some though, time. I heard someone just said high waisted jeans, talking about the clothing item, and I was like, "There are people named Jean who get high and wasted." There's a joke here. Uh-huh. Wes was the first person I called, actually.
0: <laughs> oh my god! How long
1: have you known Wes? Did uh, you I,
0: meet him with John?
1: I I met John and Zach first. Because Wes was wearing a donkey mask when we when the shepherds played with them, oh. so I don't think I. Uh, but no, it was Doctor Helicopter playing that house party when I was nineteen years old. So I've known okay. Wes for sixteen years. I'm thirty-five, Excellent. and Wes and I worked together for a while. Child care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I. He left school, The man I joined as a keyboardist. Mm-hmm. He left the childcare. We were both working at and I took over his spot there <laughs> and I'm also his, uh, children's godfather. So really I'll take his job as a father. Yeah. If he does, gonna please don't, please don't though, bro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wes, uh, for, for people listening, Wes, go, uh, wooden Cyclops is his artist name. Um, pretty popular on Instagram. Pretty incredible very artist. Much,
1: very much so. Yeah.
0: Um, Keyboardist in Portugal the Man, keyboardist in Anatomy of a Ghost, singer and harmonic player in Doctor Helicopter. Uh when we first started playing music together, Nick Joe and I teach me how to play guitar, covering Green Day songs, playing all night because their mom always went to her boyfriend's house. We had the trailer to ourselves. Uh the trailer I'm talking about was the trailer Wes grew up in. Yeah. Then they sold it. Joe and Nick moved up to Alaska. And moved in there, um, or didn't move up to Alaska, moved into that trailer, which we then sparked into our music that we would do for the rest of our lives, pretty much. But it was the same trailer Wes grew up in, and we didn't know that until later, like when we were down here. Oh, wow. And Wes was my very first friend before Nick and Joe. When I moved to Wasilla, Hubbard and Halpas, our lockers were next to each other, Uh, and The first thing he ever said to me, he was wearing a blue T-shirt. It was giant, with big pants. Sixth grade. You know, Dewey, if you don't start doing your homework, you're going to fail. Wes Hubbard. Those were the words he said to me.
1: That's very interesting.
0: Wes then got into skateboarding, into uh, all kinds of things. Now, if you're working, as most people are, online doing collaborations with people from all over the country, all over the world, as easy as that is with the Internet, uh, you want to get those people paid when you put that music online. And splits can do that. You can add an unlimited amount of collaborators to any track. You can change the splits at any time. You can add or remove collaborators at any time. You can see previous splits. And all your collaborators are going to have to do is sign up for a DistroKid membership, a DistroKid account, so they can get paid. And as always, DistroKid never takes a cut. You and your collaborators get 100% of the earnings in total. A couple other awesome things that they do is they set up an official artist YouTube channel. Uh, You can use Spotify Canvas, synced Lyrics, promo card to promote your release on social media, a mini video for your socials as well. There's just so many awesome things about using DistroKid. And like I said, I don't advertise things I don't use, haven't signed up for. I have signed up for this. It is a breeze, literally a breeze, and you can get going right away. So definitely check out DistroKid, and I want to give you 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. That is distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for Peer Pleasure Podcast. Once again, that is 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. DistroKid.com slash VIP slash PPP. Go check out DistroKid right now. DistroKid.com slash VIP slash PPP for 30% off.
1: Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go.
0: Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.
1: Hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out.
0: Hey guys, this is Dewey from Peer Pleasure and I wanted to tell you about Premium Pleasure, our premium subscription service that's available now. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. There's three tiers, tier one, tier two, and tier three. Tier one is $5 a month. It gets you the ad-free experience. Tier two gets you access to the Peer Pleasure Passcast. It gets you access to the videos of the interviews. It gets you merch discounts. Tier three is $20 a month. Um, so being able to give you guys that little bit of extra is a big deal to me. And having your support is a big deal to me because if we don't support our artists and creatives, we're not going to have any left. So I appreciate it. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. Go sign up today and get some of this premium pleasure. I believe dropped out of school, which I did too. Uh, and I still joke about that. Better finish your homework, or you're gonna get you're gonna get incomplete. You're gonna fail, because our lives went very different directions, yeah, yeah. But then came back together. Super weird. Anyway, that's one other tangent. Super inside tangent. It's very inside. Let me tell yes. you guys about Wes. Um. Anyways, so you were in Portugal for five years,
1: correct? Through the the um, Censored colors through in the mountain in the cloud. Yeah. That's when we did an album a year. Yes. And one of them
0: being the major label debut.
1: Yes. And a lot of touring. We were on the road constantly.
0: What was that? What was that experience like for you going because you were in the band enough before you understood how the band worked, but then jumping to the major label side. I've never talked to you about that. It all
1: happened. Uh, they were after you guys for a while. felt like it happened not that fast because of how much touring we were doing mm-hmm. and how much recording we were doing. I mean, I did five records with them, so. Yeah. The last one being on a major label, if you put that timeline in with any other band who does four years in between records, mm-hmm. it would be like, oh yeah, by record five. Makes sense that you made it. Yeah. Uh, we were on the road all the time. We didn't have a home. We all just slept on our buddies' couches when we were home until like mm-hmm. the last year where we were renting a house on Oregon Street in Oregon, in uh-huh. Oregon. Uh, no, I was proud of the major label part. I was 24 when we signed that deal, and I was like, fuck yeah. Atlantic all, Records. All you guys in high school who were like, you're going to try to be in a band, you mm-hmm. know? Actually, I did a total cocksucker move. This This guy named... Aaron Mortensen from high school uh-huh. sent me a message. Uh, it was like not long after we had played Conan and he was like, hey, bro, are you famous yet? And I just sent him a YouTube link to Conan. myself playing Conan O'Brien. Did he yeah. say anything back? He didn't. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it was cool. It was rad. But uh, at the end of the day, I needed to be not the side guy in a band and I needed to be doing my own shit. Mm hmm. Because i was writing songs on the side and uh i just needed to see if i could do it yeah and here i am <laughs> 10 years later not making a living playing music <laughs> so the answer is i could not do it but where would you have
0: been if you stuck I'm around just, I mean, that's... like right you do you, you think you'd still be there
1: no i would have left at another time probably okay
0: i'd say the same thing
1: yeah yeah that's just uh the nature of it was uh needing some independence so Uh, and i have like two bands that i am happy with and a job that i'm really happy in too. and i don't i do not regret my decision and i'm very proud of what the band has continued to accomplish over the years as well as a grammy and you know of course sometimes sometimes i'm like damn It'd be cool to have a Grammy. And to be clear, if I stayed in the band, that Grammy would have come five years earlier. But (laughs) I have no regrets, and I'm still buddies with everybody. I I actually played a couple shows with them at uh, the beginning of the summer. Okay. Kyle was out of town for a bit, and I did... show at mississippi studios and uh ted talks performance at the moda center oh i saw that
0: I, I didn't see the show but i saw the the, the same
1: advertisement same board. day uh, as uh portugal the man played the moda center help played the Lalo tavern <laughs> so it was a real uh, the rise and fall of ziggy stardust yes. in one day uh, i went from the moda center to playing a dive bar on powell and it was awesome what a great day do you know andy hurley from follow boy I do not, I don't know anyone from Fall Okay.
0: He he's from here. He, he's he, the
1: drummer, right? The drummer.
0: But he also plays in a vegan straight edge band called Sect. They're fucking incredible. But he played Madison Square Garden and then got in a rig and ran over to, like, the Continental or whatever it was in Manhattan and played this tiny bar. That's awesome. In the same night.
1: Yeah. Well, it sounds like Andy Hurley and I Love have a golf. lot in common, so.
0: You guys should get together. Okay. Like, he... he but You should play a show with sect anyway. It'd be an awesome show. Can you Um, help us make that happen? Yeah, I can.
1: All right, Dewey. Yep,
0: I can. Um, But what you need to do is get. Well, you can't get help on Conan now because Conan's no more. But uh, you could go on his podcast
1: to tell my joke.
0: But exactly. Yeah. Conan (laughs) O'Brien needs a friend. Hop on there. Tell the joke. But what you need to do is get help on like Seth Meyers or Jimmy Fallon and then send that video also to that dude
1: to Andy Double dickhead.
0: no to your high
1: school friend oh oh yes mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah you know Did we, it again w- bitch we need <laughs> yeah exactly yeah how's the
0: car wash that's what you say what? do you know where he's at I don't
1: No, I know he had a son and he has long soul patch a long soul patch <laughs> yes I didn't know those could go long. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> I didn't we know salt patch could go long. We were talking about new metal earlier. You know you know you have a friend you don't really like who puts a soul patch in his mouth and chews on it.
0: I have never seen that in my life.
1: Maybe it was on a reality show. Let me ask
0: you about this. The new metal headcock. What's that? Most the, new metal no not live in photos promo photos someone always has their head to the side like Mm. they're crazy well like uh uh-uh
1: not mm -mm. yeah that's right you're like i'm in coal chamber
0: i'm crazy yeah like there's always some well there's some infatuation with being insane Mm -hmm. like i'm i'm insane today i'm you know they have like a mental institution Mm. patch on their fucking shirt but there's all i talked who did i talk to about this coal chamber no maybe it was morgan from kitty mm. about the new metal like head cocking thing but it's if you go and start searching new metal band photos from back someone's in the day always someone's like, always head cocked like or just like hmm? i'm like, really
1: bummed that i missed. inquisitive it's an inquisitive thing like huh What'd you well, say i it? guess i didn't miss it it didn't come to portland but the uh summer of the freaks tour or whatever. Rob Zombie, Mudvayne, Static X, and Power Man 5000. Obviously, if they came to Portland, it would have been at, like, Dante's. Everywhere else, they're playing arenas, but I would have loved to see that. Wow. That's a
0: lineup, dude.
1: It's a lineup.
0: Wow. (laughs) Power Man, Static X, Mm -hmm. Rob Zombie, and Mudvayne. Mudvayne. Mm -hmm. Have you seen... The resurgence of Mudvayne.
1: Just from they're fo- headlining festivals following this tour, they're headlining like real festivals. Like real
0: festivals, people are losing their mind. Did
1: they release a new record? I don't know. Hmm. They're Is still
0: M- wearing the same stuff.
1: Is Mudvayne a butthole joke? <laughs> I uh, that's an that's an honest question. Satan's raisin. Um
0: <laughs> the it, but it's spelled the y,
1: yeah, so of a, it's vi- not a word, yeah, which is a new metal thing as well to spell yeah. things wrong
0: uh, we used to call it rad English if you spelled uh, something with a z or like a like even corn would be rad English,
1: yeah, no, it certainly would be, I wouldn't consider it rad, but I understand, I get it, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah rad english i'm still trying to get my head around that lineup that is a terrible lineup
1: terrible terrible that sounds awesome i I could i wouldn't be there you wouldn't go to that no oh i would go to that would you absolutely
0: ironically or like for real no i
1: follow bands that i find to be more compelling and interesting on instagram than more than bands that i listen to i don't care if Kevin Parker from Tame Impala got a new pedal, mm-hmm. but I am fucking stoked if the bassist from Mudvayne is wearing devil horns and eating a cheeseburger. He's totally doing that. Yeah, that's badass. Those red horns. I'd, I'd much rather see that. He's an that. incredible
0: bass player. Yeah, I just have never been a fan. I, I was a fan of his bass playing. I remember Joe used to put that. It's like a percussion
1: instrument. His yeah. bass playing. Yeah, ding, ding,
0: We could just spend this whole time making doing the songs with our mouths yeah we we could Mm, uh i i was able to introduce people at work to richard cheese Mm -hmm. lounge against the machine doing disturbed uh, 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 uh. Mm -hmm. oh so Mm -hmm. good they had no idea what was going on it was really funny um but yeah i i i understand i find myself drawn to some of these bands that i would never listen to but i'm fascinated by what they do yeah, day to it's day. Way more
1: Way more interesting stuff to me. Why is that? Because they're interesting people. They made interesting music. Yeah. Not to say that uh other good bands aren't interesting, but whatever. I don't I imagine that the strokes. I love the strokes. But I doubt their Instagram, I doubt they do very fucking that very much interesting cool stuff. It's probably pretty pretentious. Yeah. Just kind of. Like- I'd much rather see what you know, Slipknot's DJ is up to, or what his face really looks like. You know. Let me ask you this: Have you have you pulled these bands apart? Is that the whole question? Because <laughs> <laughs> no, like like, <laughs> like Limp Bizkit, right? Uh
0: huh. I've got a newfound appreciation for Limp Bizkit lately.
1: Yeah, after that Woodstock '99 documentary, they just seem like great guys. If you listen to Wes's riffs,
0: they're fucking awesome. But then you add everything else in, and it kind of goes downhill. But if you if you just w- like watch one of the playthrough videos or something, what he's actually playing, it's pretty intense, and extremely difficult for a lot of a lot of the parts. And I'm like, but then they add everything else,
1: so it's like, it's, yeah, they have the guy in the Peaky Blinders hat pretending to DJ. Yeah, I don't want to be
0: like. I don't want to be that guy that just like fucking, I, I don't know. I don't like, I don't like to talk shit. Cause uh. I'm not in that. See, I'm not in that. See, I'm not in that band. I'm not in that scene. They're an extremely popular band, but Wes is like, like you go to the fish market and you buy a fresh, like awesome piece of halibut and you're going to make like a seafood stew but then you go to the dollar tree and buy like the broth and the expired vegetables
1: and the black contact lenses and the black
0: contact lenses. And you throw those into the pot with that really delicious halibut and it just ruins it. But that halibut is still good quality stuff.
1: I like that analogy. So
0: I was also made aware recently off air. What a limp biscuit is
1: oh i know about this you
0: knew about i didn't know about this and it got i it blew my mind it's on video somewhere
1: i'll be um, like are you finding out are you finding out what it was yeah. or of i it? thought it was
0: his dog's nickname or something
1: Fortunately not
0: yeah anyways we don't need to go into that but it was uh it was an eye-opening experience <laughs> <laughs> i bet it was I, do we? yeah yeah <clears throat> I don't like cookies anymore. Um, yeah, super, super gross. But I don't know how we got on the new metal tangent either. We were going into Christian punk rock.
1: I don't know. Do you don't, uh, something tells me you don't write your questions down ahead of time? No, I don't. And I think that's great. I, I, have, I have no issue with that. I think I, that's awesome.
0: There's nothing on here.
1: That's a black mirror.
0: It's a black mirror. Great show. If I need to check myself out. No, I haven't written questions down since episode 52
1: oh okay and who just, was on episode 52 where you decided I don't need to write questions down Jeff
0: Rickley from 30, was it 52 56 it's in the 50s Jeff Rickley from Thursday Thursday I had in my notebook
1: that's the third tour that I did was Portugal the Man opening for Thursday
0: oh my god and yes I thought
1: it was awesome
0: we toured with Poison the Well and Fall of Troy like all these bands that would never tour with them I sent now.
1: Jeff Rickley a link to help he didn't respond really but i hadn't talked to him for 12 years <laughs> <laughs> i didn't text him i just d- direct messaged him and i was like hey it's ryan i used to play keys in portugal the man i have a punk man now it's all right people are busy i'll send it to him dude love it you guys will play
0: together no problem yeah
1: he's got a new you band guys will Be right?
0: opening for my chemical romance in no time yeah no devotion yeah with the guys from lost profits
1: Oh, that band.
0: You ever have with that band? Yeah, yeah or, or at least that the band. singer, yeah. Yeah, you work in child care. You know all about that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, God, it's fucked up. Turns out it's not a good look. No, it's not. Um, that goes back to my thing I was saying about having that power. If you can get fans of yours to bring you their
1: children. Oh, is that what happened? That's what happened. Uh, Infants. I don't even want Yeah, no, yeah, I don't want to even. <sighs> went down a dark
0: hole here um but yeah thursday and portugal the man on tour together poison well and portugal the man on tour together like all the it was such a weird time
1: uh didn't you guys did anatomy play with the used too we did at an animal rights show hmm. oh this reminds, my chemical of, this reminds me of another joke i made up do we do it why does the singer of used never light his farts on fire? Because he doesn't want to be burnt my crack in. I was like, it's going to be something with the last name. <laughs> it has to be. <laughs> Cause it has crack in it. I recently oh. got back into the used and it's like, this shit's good. All this, a lot of this scream out as they say, the screamo stuff is recycling and, When it first came out, I was like, fuck this shit. It's the sellout version of the stuff that I like. Thrice and Thursday are the only good ones. Why is this stuff on the radio now? Or like AFI, Sing the Mm -hmm. Sorrow, you know? Then you you go back to it. I still don't really like Sing the Sorrow. but uh, Like, oh, this was good. They just figured out how to make it more accessible, you know? Mm -hmm. You learn. You learn. You learn as you get older. You learn as you get older. Mm -hmm. And you go, damn it. Should have been doing that when I was younger, instead of being mad at Dude, it.
0: Dude, it's like Nickelback, man. Well, wiping tears with money—if money's what you're after—but it's I think... hard to
1: wipe tears with nickels. See, <laughs> 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 Brian May plays guitar with a coin. Does and he? Queen, he oh, I has. know who Brian
0: May is. Yeah, he always plays with a coin.
1: He really coined that one, huh? Eh? Hey,
0: he coined that one. But that's where that, that some of that sound comes from. That playing with a coin the other i think he uses a wah pedal like in the off position or excuse me turned on but in like the low position it gets that like that really weird kind of cheapish guitar sound
1: huh it's funny i get a cheapish guitar sound from having cheap guitars
0: didn't you have a didn't you have a jaguar what's that what are you playing in the video for for pennies on the ground from pickathon
1: it's a black. Fender. Yeah, that's a Fender. Is it? it. it, it that's a Fender Jaguar that uh, Boone broke, but he threw the tire on it at the end of the show
0: because you landed on top of him. And he
1: said, "He said I thought we were being crazy," and I said. Well, we were, but I also have guitars that were $100 for when we're being crazy. <laughs> you just shattered this guitar that it was like, I bought it from Rocky from Vampire. Uh huh. But it was like a custom paint job with a silver, or a, I mean, a metallic purple pick guard, And It was fucking cool. And Boone threw the tire on it at the end of a show. And I wasn't very happy with him. Yeah. Because, yes, we do crazy stuff. But he was there when I bought it. He knew it was <laughs> a new new for me guitar that yeah. I thought lo- looked really cool. So, Dude.
0: And then there's a video of you in your underwear with Red Fang.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Briefs, you, mind you. You weren't supposed to see. The goal was not for my underwear to show. You, I got a triple XL shirt that went down past my knees. Uh-huh. It was the last show of the tour. So yeah. I was like, this will just be funny. But then I was climbing on the rafters. So my undies showed. So it was adorable it was, was fun like, dude, they hilarious. they had me sing on a song for the last four shows and i was like i can't believe this you guys look cool dude i don't
0: they're a good band
1: yeah they're a great band did you guys play in portland was it nope they okay. had big business for that okay for three shows before we hopped on for what Bell- is it with
0: bands doing that like cycling through tours like just not having one opener it's like i
1: think just because regionally big business they did seattle bellingham and portland i mean big business is much bigger than help so
0: yeah but isn't the point to no pun intended help the smaller band get exposure
1: i don't know or maybe that's they're what it like used to be maybe we can help multiple bands on this tour Like and they helped us, us they helped us brand. do 12 shows it was fucking awesome yeah sweethearts loved it it's just weird to me that's
0: happening a lot lately like even going back to court, this corn show tomorrow night, Pod's opening. Helmet was opening, on another uh, portion of the tour. Like big, bigger bands, mm-hmm. but they're like doing these sections. It's it's strange. Well, neither
1: to me. P- Pod or Helmet need help, so it doesn't really matter. No. But... Did you listen to much Pod, bro? In the day? Oh yeah, dude. All about it. They lost me at satellite. Really? That's <laughs> what did it. Yeah, I liked uh, Brown uh-huh. and Fundamental Elements of the South Southtown.
0: What's the other one? There was another one before that.
1: Snuff the Punk. Snuff the Punk. That's the one where I can it's like an it. uh, angel beating up a demon on the front cover. Yeah. Dude,
0: I like Sonny a lot. He's a good dude. Um, I don't know anyone else in that band. Just him. But he's, uh, he's always been solid.
1: He seems like a nice guy. Super sweet. Um,
0: God helmet does not need help helmet should tour with help
1: they do need help then
0: they do need help Mm -hmm. tell me about this tell me then i'm just curious on this one picking a name like help which would be super hard to find Mm -hmm. the actual what you're looking for i mean beetle stuff will come up
1: yeah you have to do help band portland yeah Mm -hmm. did you think about that nope or i mean maybe a bim came up came up with it actually really i was just like that's a fucking cool name and it's simple it's four letters it is a cool name uh, I i was just yeah no one argued with it when he said it we're like nope that's the one yeah we we're bouncing around a few other ideas but it helped. do just, you remember what the other ideas were nope nothing was solid probably like black snot or fart or something like <laughs> black snot (laughs) black snot or
0: fart (laughs) all right guys down to three black snot help and
1: fart (laughs) no i'm sure i have a notepad in my phone with like 15 ideas that were supposed to sound a little edgy but yeah it's almost better that it's a not a super edgy name, it's just a name, but totally works for the message that we're conveying. So, <laughs> Black Snot Fart, let's just, just combine them together.
0: <laughs> All right, guys, we got Power Man 5000, Mudbane, and Black, Black Snot, snot fart. fart. Oh my god, that sounds like something from one of those bands that's from another country that their name is in their native language and
1: then they translate it. Yeah, do you know about Itchy Poop Skid? that's a ska band from germany what itchy poop skid <laughs> you can't play a show in germany without seeing one of those stickers itchy in your
0: poop skid yeah dude okay here's a little insider fact about anatomy of a ghost i don't think i've ever said this on here i don't know what we would get on these tangents of funny things and we would just say them at random times so like interviews sucked with us Cause we'd be joking with each other and just say something about it's, it's something stupid. Like it, it, it doesn't even matter what it is, but for some reason that day you in the studio, have one
1: example, right? This is the example. Oh, okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> we were in the studio recording S and we were talking about icky pickle Dick came up somehow. And then we were trying to get John was doing vocals And we're like, you have to somewhere on this record say Icky Pickle Dick. Uh, I'm trying to remember what song it's on. Oh, fuck. I'm not going to remember what song it's on.
1: I'm not going to remember any Anatomy of a Ghost song.
0: Perfect. (laughs) But there's one screen. He wanted to do these screaming parts to make. He said he wanted to do the screams like Thursday to tie the record together. In his mind, that's what it was, but I was like, it just sounds like Thursday. But I said, you know, whatever, we're gonna do that. You are gonna do all the you do all the screaming to tie it together in the background. He was gonna scream "icky pickle dick," but then he felt like he shouldn't. Right choice. <laughs> so we said, do it in an accent, and say "ek pickle diche." So there is a screen part where everything drops out, like it's like dun dun ek pickle diche, full on, and wow. we left it on the record. It's on there. So John sang "icky pickle dick" in a song, full that force, is hilarious. Screaming it, ek pechel diche, is how he said it, and it's in there. It's at the very end, very end of a song where it rings out and i cannot for life and you remember what song it is
1: and a whole three thousand people heard it
0: yeah all of them every <laughs> one of them icky pickle dicks out there
1: that's hilarious yeah
0: so it's a little it's not a happy accident it was intentional
1: that's great little
0: little fun fact
1: i said shit smells good into a vocoder on portugal the man's major label debut
0: debut is it still on there it's on there like it's, it's-
1: very much a background synthesizer they're just like shit just tastes good smells good smells good yeah i even had my friend edgar iso the pro tools track and he was like oh no it's in there but it just sounds like ee, ee, because it's a vocoder yeah and it's not prominent it's just a synthesizer texture but it's on there. But yeah take that atlantic Records. And shit does smell good <laughs> the the i'm a plumber now so oh
0: really go yeah so you're like mm. smells like money they say it does not smell <laughs> like money uh um, dirty money commercial plumbers <laughs> so i don't have to do that shit but like plumbers <clears> will <throat> tell you it smells like money it's bullshit i've smelled money it doesn't smell like that
1: i believe you yeah
0: <laughs> all these insider facts
1: <laughs>
0: icky pickle dick shit smells good fuck man are you gonna put some shit on these help records are you gonna put some fucking lowdown uh
1: no it's serious music it these is other serious. bands we're talking about weren't very serious <laughs> what makes this band what makes help serious I mean we're total dipshits and everything's really funny when we're hanging out but our message is uh tear shit down do what makes you feel good don't mm-hmm. listen to people that don't make you feel good get rowdy uh so you're satanists so we're satanists yes no I mean Pleasures if you if fun. you hung out with the three of us you'd be like these are absolute total goobers but our music is we our music's not a joke we take it Mm -hmm. incredibly seriously and lyrically i usually write a lot of lyrics that come from the heart and my upbringing and our drummer bim is very much political Mm -hmm. so we will collaborate uh lyrically not to say that i'm not political but it always it always works out and they combine together and it's really about just helping each other out and making people feel good whether it even be the each other, usually when I write the lyric is the each other is actually myself. It's like demons that mm-hmm. I'm grappling with, but that totally works with the rest of the world that we're encountering. Mm-hmm. Demons you're encountering. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I need to snuff the punk. Maybe I need to borrow Jeez. an angel from P.I.D.
0: <laughs> Get this guy. I'll ask Sunny tomorrow uh, how you can how you can snuff that punk. Okay. Are you or are you going to hang out with them too? Yeah, yeah. Show that's him how I knew they were coming to town. Show him help. <laughs> I will. I will. I don't know if he'll dig it. He might. I don't know what he listens to. I uh, can only imagine. Bad brains. Probably a lot of yeah, bad brains, reggae stuff like that. Like, I'm. I like I like where you guys are going with this band a lot. I I get the same feeling. Like I can tell you're serious you can also tell you're having fun oh there's some, I mean, you're laughing you're smiling like but then you get this look on your face. <laughs> speaking of looks on your face there <laughs> was a picture that was posted
1: yesterday yeah
0: it was fucking amazing
1: yeah it's it's an intense picture
0: there <laughs> you're like full-on like rock spread guitar out your face is like melting off your skull it looks like you were making the face possibly on purpose because you knew someone was taking the picture. I can't tell. But it is awful.
1: Yeah, it's and great.
0: I love it. There's that awful, Converge great. DVD they put out where it's like Kurt's face and it looks, it's like mid headbang. Mm-hmm. And it's terrifying. It reminds me of that a little bit where it's just caught at the right moment. But the, the whatever you're doing with your mouth is glorious. It
1: works. Yeah. Oh, my God. I do a lot of loose cheek. Headbanging. So sometimes some very funny pictures are captured from that. We used to do that on tour.
0: We used to call it wind tunnel. When digital cameras first came out and you could immediately see your pictures, we would do that. We'd turn the lights off in the van at night, like no lights, no screens, and then take the digital camera and put the flash on and start shaking as hard as we could. The other thing that was our favorite to do was if kids wanted to take pictures with us, either one of us or all of us would do that. And like thumbs up, so it looked like we were fucking possessed, mm-hmm. and the kids wouldn't know it. And then they get their pictures back and be like, "What the fuck?" Oh, because this was just on a normal. Oh, this was on a camera. Yeah, camera. yeah. So we just start going like shaking violently, and they had no idea until that's they printed a, the pictures. That's awesome. It was, it was beautiful. People would post them online. We 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 made a a MySpace, I think it was, for wind tunnel, and it was all just headbanging pictures, and um, we would kill all night drives easily just doing that. Yeah. Was your head banging all night anyway, and then you get in the van, you're head banging all the way to the next town. Yeah, shaking your
1: shit. It's the best. All night drives are awesome. Oh. Very fun. And do anyone? I mean,
0: and I know I'm just going all over the place with this one, but do people with you guys having a somewhat political message? Do people challenge you guys and want to have discussions? And and like, is it inspiring discussion from what you guys are doing musically with people that come to the shows or people online?
1: now people are pretty much align and see eye to eye with the things that we are saying not everyone understands the george bush 9 11 shirt you know but uh you know for the most part we're playing for people who have a similar mindset and mm-hmm. not to generalize heavy music because i know there are a lot of fans of loud music that have their confederate flags on the back of their trucks but mm-hmm. the shows that we're playing are for people who align with our message yeah so
0: well dude it's fucking good stuff I, thank it you it's really good stuff what's next for you guys for the rest of i guess the rest of this year we're uh
1: writing a new record okay that's the plan <clears throat>
0: we writing got... recording this year or just writing
1: i doubt we will have it tracked this year okay but the goal is to have 10 to 12 new songs and get in the studio by january dude i'm stoked me too man i'm stoked
0: uh, all right, so it, it, and so online help. I fucking need it. Yes. Is, if you search that, you're gonna find the band. Yes. But you guys don't have a website. It's just Bandcamp, right? And then we Instagram, do have a website. You do have an actual website. Help.
1: I need it. is okay. our website.
0: And then help. I fucking need it on Instagram. Yes. And then help. I fucking need it. Dot Bandcamp. Yep. Okay. I just want to make sure people can find it. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'll put the links in the show notes and all that stuff. Um. But yeah. People got to check that shit out. It's good. I
1: appreciate it, dude. Thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for having me. It's been great. It's been fun. It's been great to just shoot the shit. I know. I mean, That's you could you could hit record when I first when I first arrived, and there'd be thirty extra minutes of I content. Know. I know, but we would get some people stirred up with that
0: one. <laughs> 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 yeah,
1: <laughs> you're correct, dude.
0: All right, help. I fucking need it. Check them out.
1: All right, Looking beautiful. Thank beautiful you. Music. Thanks for having me, Dewey. Absolutely, my
0: friend. Thank you all right guys i hope you enjoyed that conversation with ryan neighbors from help from portugal man from hustle and drone from shepherds of ontario the dude is awesome and uh i i was so glad to get someone into the studio in person um that's why there's no video of this week because we didn't have the camera set up uh we just sat in the studio and and shot the shit for a while which was exactly what i was hoping would happen because i haven't seen him in a long time and it was great to catch up so i'm glad you guys could be there for that and um Just appreciate you guys coming back week after week, believing in the show, believing in what we're doing and, uh, giving your time as well to listen to these conversations. Uh, I was talking to someone the other day and they were asking me about podcasting. I was just, it's, it's interesting because there's not a lot of people. I don't think that I'm sure there's a lot of people, but not most people wouldn't be interested in sitting down and having a conversation with somebody recording it and putting it on the internet let alone having it be entertaining or have something that people actually wanted to listen to Um, and when you stop thinking about that pressure and are able to just be in the moment that's when it really becomes magical and that's where we're at now where you can sit and chat and forget you're being recorded and but still hopefully make enough of an interesting um, piece of art that people will want to listen to it over and over again or, or for years to come not just because it's one of their favorite musicians or whatever, but because of the conversation itself, uh, and that they find something new in that. So, uh, I really appreciate all the faith you guys put in me and and in this show. It really, really means a lot. Uh, we got a lot of good stuff coming up. Christmas is getting even closer, and uh, man, it's it's getting busy out there. So, everyone, please be safe. Do something kind for somebody. Help someone out. It's that kind of that time of year. Not that you need a time of year to do it. Uh, But do something nice for somebody, you know, it'll, it'll pay itself back in, in, in over and over and over again. Um, I really believe that. So uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, If you haven't told a friend about the show, tell a friend about the show. Let's keep this thing rolling into 2023. And as always, we'll see you on the radio.